0: podcast, the Thoughtful Book Club podcast featuring two friends. I'm Travis, joined as always by my co-host, Amanda. Welcome back, Amanda. Hello. We're here today with a noble goal and a noble purpose, as ever. Every two weeks, we do a book recommendation episode on the book we're about to be reading. Today's book recommendation will be on the novel Piranesi by Susanna Clark. Should we spell Piranesi? I've grown self-conscious about pronouncing it. That's a good idea, I really don't know. It's (laughs) P-I-R... A N E S I. So it's a it's got a little dancing satyr on the cover of it in a blue cover. So you'll you'll know if you found it then. <laughs> At least our editions did. Um, a book recommendation. If you've never listened to the podcast before, is a perfect episode to start with. So if you've clicked this by mistake, don't turn it off quite yet because you're in a good starting place for the podcast. We'll be briefly reviewing and recommending the work today. We're not going to get into deep dive spoilers for for and Essay again by Susanna Clark. We're just going to be trying to convince you to read it with us. So again, a perfect episode for beginners or for time listeners if you've never listened to the pod before again we are the lightly literary podcast you can find us on facebook and instagram under that handle too so if you have social media accounts or just want to keep up with what we're doing that's where we post updates promotions and just kind of like a loose schedule of what we'll be reading next also you know just the podcast feed is the best place to <laughs> to see what books we're covering and what we've got coming up so just keep your eyes on those two places for those updates this was my pick right <laughs> yep <laughs> You it know was. that's a weird it's a weirdly Inconsistent thing for me to remember So for something that I should 100% Know every time um, Yeah anyway so yes this was my pick So I'll briefly set it up uh, Let's read from the cover first a habit that I need to Keep up and keep going with this is how the Back kind of cover sheet of the novel Describes it. it says Piranesi's house Is no ordinary building its rooms Are infinite its corridors endless Its walls lined with thousands upon Thousands of statues within the Labyrinth of halls an ocean is imprisoned Waves thunder up staircases rooms are flooded it in an instant, but Piranesi is not afraid. He understands the tides and he understands the patterns of the labyrinth himself. He lives to explore the house. And I won't say much more actually, because I want to leave some of the, it is kind of a mystery story. So I want to leave some things unexplained or unsummarized. Um, but that's, yeah, the basic premise of it, definitely a work of fantasy, which is why I picked it. So Susanna Clark, she got a kind of huge literary reputation for writing a famous fantasy novel called Oh shoot, Doctor something and something, <laughs> Mister Norrell, uh,
1: Miss, Miss, uh, Doctor Doctor Strange and Mister Norrell, Jonathan Strange, yeah, there Jonathan we go. Strange, there
0: you go, yeah. yeah, kind of like a historically set kind of like an old England, old London set book of wizards and, you know, like witchcraft and stuff and extremely beloved. She got a ton of attention for it. It's a big tome, though. It's a long, big fantasy book. This one is short, which is why I picked it. Also, I feel forever burdened and guilty for having picked as my kind of fan. I was trying to pick some fantasy or fantastical whatever stuff. And at the last one I think I did was Midnight Library, which was just, you know, an yeah. abomination I hated. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we both were not yeah. fans. So I think I've just, ever since then, I guess I picked The City in The City, which we liked. So I've been trying to make up for that Midnight Library pick. This was in that vein of like, okay, I know she's beloved. It got a ton of good reviews from sources I trust. Actually, I should have checked that on Midnight Library, but didn't. And so anyway, this was. I was trying to rebound in that sense. And it's brief, not a series, short book, under 300 pages. Um, We'll see if we can convince you to read it with us. Let's jump into our rapid fire recommendations. This is our first segment where we each just fill in the blank prompt of who should read read this Amanda why don't you start it off what do you got sure
1: you should read this book if you want fantasy and research to mix
0: huh I wouldn't have thought (laughs) to say that but the research part is kind of critical though because Piranesi has a scientific mind and he yes that's a good way of putting it actually and um I think throughout the book clubs I commented a few times that he, he sort of feels like a I guess Darwin's just the most common connection I can make, though I know there's a million other scientists of that era who wrote like him, but it's just kind of a Darwinian type of approach. Very formal. Yeah. Um, really trying to just organize and categorize every single thing he sees and notices. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's a good one. Sorry, I'm rambling. You should read this book yeah, you if did. you are sick of these same old, same old types of mystery stories.
1: Interesting. Yes. Um, and we had one of the same old, same old mystery stories that we hated um a good family yeah, yeah we did we did <laughs> but yeah this is like um i i when i read the when i started reading i was not expecting a mystery so it's just it's really nice actually the way that it's integrated into the story yeah definitely um, and I also said, for mine, if you like
0: mystery, you should read this book. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, these days, I think, hard for me to evaluate this, of course, on the fly, I think just a more sellable genre to some folks than fantasy. But I know fantasy's having its moment, too. There's, there's no question. But yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so if you if, don't be put off by the fantasy, I guess. It really is kind of a mystery. So And, and, yep. it's, and it works well as one. Uh, you should read this book if you are a skeptic of fantasy or sci-fi.
1: Yes, it will change your mind, guys. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not a tome, and it's not. Um, you know, some some fantasies fall in the trap of like just getting into the nitty gritty of things, and this one doesn't. It's just it's really well written. Mm-hmm. Um, you should read this book if you like moody atmosphere.
0: The opening parts, especially, I'll say mm-hmm. it. it's really works a tremendous tremendous trick making its setting that it could otherwise be terrible in the wrong hands be extremely interesting. Yeah. And she sets the right mood with things. I, this is a great Mm -hmm. way to say it. And she does that, especially again in like the first half it's excellent at doing that. You should read this book. If you enjoy an immersive and unique first person narrator, you like to really get in there.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you just, and what a great narrator. In general, yeah. but also, like, so observant because of his, like, as as we talked about, like, the research, the, the journalistic aspect, it's just, and he's a very observant person, so it makes the environment even richer, I think, um, because of him.
0: There's one more thing I'd like to say about that, but it's spoiler territory, but the first person aspect of it is extremely well realized and executed. Mm-hmm. It's a really critical mm-hmm. part of the story, so.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, And I have something related to that. Um, Mm -hmm. You should read this book if a naive yet logical main character appeals to you.
0: Nice. There we go. So those are the right adjectives without spoiling too much. I think that's right. (laughs) It's (laughs) what I was going to say. This is not a spoiler at all. And I know with mysteries, we have to be extra delicate. So this, this is not in any way. But it's a very interesting story because you feel like as the reader in the 21st century you want to like reach out and talk to this person about things yes. but, you, but you can't <laughs> but you if you could you could like you feel like you could help him but you also have no idea what's going on which is it's mm-hmm. just a very smart way to set the book and use the narrator so that's yeah I'll word it that way I feel like that yeah there's absolutely no spoilers in that but that's the kind oh, yeah. of feeling it evokes you should read this book if you want a book that will tempt you to read it in one sitting it didn't tempt uh, yes. me I didn't get there well because we split our podcast and ha- split the book in half <laughs> obviously but it's it could be done and i think it would be very reasonable to do
1: yeah if um if i did not have kids um then mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i definitely would have been able to just zip right through it. it's yeah so readable um it's so good um i said you should read this book if you have religion on your mind
0: yeah the religion science divide we that was a huge kind of theme motif for us to discuss back and forth so a really good one to pick up on too that might even come up i may have written about that later i'm not sure you should read this book if you appreciate the art of sculpture
1: oh for sure yeah and descriptions of sculpture
0: some critical ones
1: yeah yeah that is yeah i mean that's like one of the main main points of beauty for for the environment that she creates
0: yeah love a sculpture also current events relevant because there's some florida school that did some weird sculpture thing. Some principal got fired they like showed the michelangelo statue i don't i I only read brief summaries of it but yeah some some weird non-controversy controversy controversy, i guess (laughs) oh gosh anyway yeah statues are fine it's art not porn pretty obvious but exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> two completely different
0: things anyway uh let's move on to our second segment and get out of the mire and muck of florida news uh that's the pop culture touchstone <laughs> this is when amanda and i will each attempt to connect the work Nessie to something from pop culture i i just forgot to i'm supposed to go first right this is my pick that's the system yeah. we agreed upon i broke the rules that I a arbitrarily breaker. made in the God. first place. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> well, I'll go first. I'll put the burden on myself now that I remembered my own rules. Uh, my pop culture touchstone is the movie Castaway. Maybe? Tom Hanks? I The thing is, I mostly think it's kind of a quiet story of a person alone in a place just trying to figure stuff out. Like, I I think there's some caveats to make the plot connection a little clearer here. I'd have to rewrite or change some things about Castaway, obviously. But, like, how about this? What if the first part of Castaway you just didn't get to see, and then you just see him when he starts on the island? (laughs) Like, that is maybe a more accurate way to summarize this book, perhaps. I'm not even sure that's perfect. But I think, how about this, The, the baseline connection that I wanted to at least play off of or talk about? It's just an interesting character alone ish <laughs> trying to figure things out and a lot of the story is kind of quiet in that same way I don't know if the mood is quite the same because Castaway's got that survivalist bent this one kind of has that but doesn't as much but yeah it's loose connections here not my best pop culture touchdown but it, yeah there's something there
1: no it t- makes total sense too Um, and also like the, the loneliness and how they deal with the loneliness by creating yeah yeah In in Castaway's Instance, Wilson um, Wilson yeah so there's yeah so there's like the ways of dealing with loneliness and and um yeah i i i can see that connection um Pierre is is not quite so angry about his situation as Tom Hanks is but
0: yeah and I almost <laughs> said a thing yeah being very delicate today gotta be yeah, with the exactly. mysteries I guess I know people go to those for the plot so we're we're right. always sensitive anyhow but yeah there's a couple connections that could be clear if I said a couple things but I won't that's I think it's a loose enough connection to I'll put it out there
1: <laughs> yeah I got <gotcha>. you
0: <laughs> and how about for yours um
1: i said the green mile also a tom oh. hanks movie what whoa weird
0: okay okay Piranesi moving up on the likability scale apparently we both loved him or something <laughs> yeah. he's wholesome
1: yeah i mean he's a great actor writer though
0: oh tom hanks you mean <laughs> i thought you meant Piranesi for a second no, um, yeah tom hanks yeah we've got Remember, our podcast read about his short book back in the feed listeners so if you're curious what we thought of the tom hanks book check it out
1: yeah you should um yeah so with the green mile um there the the mood is very similar where it's like this um and, and the setting is is kind of similar not, i mean obviously like it's a prison uh, green mile is a prison um and there's like not a whole lot like when you're watching the movie and it's set there it's not like there's a whole lot of variability that we're looking at there's bars there's like the floor and and like the cells right um and the same thing with like where Piranesi is in the house it's all it's just the same stuff over and over and over again so it's a stark setting um the mood is very similar where it's like um they're making the best of a situation like tom hanks's character is you know trying to be show like you know be respectful and to be um he he almost treats his job and and the Green Mile the prison itself as like as like it's what's the word I'm looking for not sanctified but like uh, Hmm. it's really important right it's it's so, and it's something that should not be messed with. And this, and Piranesi does the same thing. Like the house should not be messed with, um, and also the likability of the main character. So, like Tom Hanks's character is super likable, um, and then there's also some some light fantasy, really light fantasy that's not really like, it's just kind of inserted in there as like this is just normal and it doesn't get into like the nitty-gritty of that the same thing with Piranesi where there's like the house is obviously is a fantastical setting but there's not a whole lot of like you know there's not a whole lot of exposition about (laughs) what the meaning behind everything is
0: yeah and the exposition this is just perhaps this is a genre blend we deserve more of or something because when you have the exposition dumps, it's also in service of the mystery, which right yeah again I'll I'll keep walking up to the line and not I feel like crossing it because this book deserves to be experienced and you know kind of unveil itself to the reader, <laughs> but yes, yeah I think those sure. things just pair so well together and it's not a combo you often see or at least that I've that I've often seen. Uh, sometimes in fantasy and sci-fi you get more it's like criminal i've read some that are like crime stuff but it's not mysteries so yeah this is just such a unique combo it's kind of a genius idea yeah interesting okay excellent should we do our scripted pitches yeah, let's do it. You know, let's keep it moving. Scripted pitch, our third segment. This is when we read a, well, something scripted that we've pre-prepared for you. It's usually 200 words or so. Just a summary of why we like the book and what we recommend about it. I will go first again, as is the tradition that I've remembered, <laughs> that, I, that I'm now <laughs> adhering to. So anyway, yeah, I'll do mine first. Uh, Finally, listeners, as a lifelong lover of fantastical fiction, I have a strong recommendation to give to people who do not like science fiction or fantasy, skeptics of that, finally here's a book. (laughs) Forget the three to four to five book series. Forget 800-page tomes and heavy books. Forget long family lineages where there's 100 characters plus. Uh, (laughs) This is, in the tradition of book recommendations anyway, a real gem because it could reasonably shepherd in a pretty large group of people to an entire genre, maybe, which is no small feat and I think Piranesi is just a really incredible and delicate novel that accomplishes so much in so little space, so little page count that's a really impressive achievement Um, at it's core is a mystery story which we've covered and I think that's an easy sell for other folks these days especially if you just don't like fantasy generally so there are payoffs, there are clear betrayals, there are like plot twists and everything Uh, it's compelling then in the mechanical sense but it's accomplishments I think are much grander, that would be what I would argue it's a really fine examination of scientific dogma and religious zealotry I guess that's I mean I know we alluded to that earlier and kind of the connections between those things in a way uh, it's a meditation on being alone and appreciating one's life no matter the size or scope which is kind of lovely and very delicate. and it's a book that will just help you appreciate being alive and most impressively it does not have to lay it out for you or tell you that or be pedantic about it which is my that's my shade at midnight library <laughs> So nice. it is a book that actually <laughs> made me appreciate life and it didn't have to say that to me many times in the face <laughs> over and over again uh which you know it's nice when fiction can do fiction things and not be just self-help books that say fiction on the cover anyway all right rambling now but um it's really a wonderful achievement so i even if you're like a fantasy or sci-fi hater you should just get this book this is just an excellent book it's well written it's perfectly balanced and accomplished i think we should always celebrate and continue to look for books like this where such a small short book can pack such a punch and this one does
1: yeah, I agree with with everything. Uh, I, I think that your description of it as a incredible and delicate novel that is so fitting because I, I, you know, it's it's weird to use I guess the word delicate when describing a novel, but the way that the story is is woven together, and and just kind of it slowly reveals everything. It's just and even the ending, which we won't talk about, like it's yeah, just so. Yeah. It's so well put together and stylized, but also just...
0: Yeah, the the gloves are on at the ending, too. It's got a really interesting ending mm-hmm. that we... It's funny, on, even on the episode with that second part, or in that second part, we didn't... I don't feel like we did full service to the ending, because it is really fascinating. But, I mean, we talked about it a bit, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the mood-character combos were that maybe where I thought of that word. Because it's... Piranesi himself is such a fascinating and kind of... Like you said, naive, pure entity in some ways. And so that's that plus the mood. Anyway, really excellent book, Amanda. How about your uh, scripted pitch?
1: Yeah. Um, I've only recently, relatively recently, delved into the science fiction and fantasy genres. They were a bit intimidating for me because um, they're often just a huge time investment. Mm -hmm. Most of the books of those genres are either serialized or massive tomes. We both use the word tomes. Uh, Got to. That's a fantasy word. Yeah, (laughs) that that explore the nitty gritty of the world the author has envisioned. Piranesi, however, manages to create a unique fantasy mystery in just two hundred and fifty-ish pages. It's a great gateway fantasy book. Um, And if you're already a fantasy fanatic, this is still a wonderful read. The setting is both rich and stark. The main character, both complex and simple. The style, both concise and compelling. This is a novel I think almost anyone can appreciate. I actually find it very difficult to... think of who would not like this book, Um, I would recommend this to anyone interested in reading, and I'm more inclined to try Clark's Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell after reading this, which is a tome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no stronger compliment than your last one, which is, an author's book is so good that you might read their 900-page book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you know, you might actually convince me, and I I thought I gave up that lifestyle. Well, no, I thought I gave up that lifestyle in the literary world of, like, If you write a densely literary book and it's over 400 pages, I'm going to give you the side eye. Probably those days are probably past me or something. I still (laughs) do the fantasy and sci-fi series books that are that long, but that's because I don't read them in the same, I don't know. It's not quite the same way of reading, you know, it's not quite as analytical. The prose, I'm not being quite as thoughtful about the prose when I read, you know, I'm not like skimming Mm -hmm. or anything, but I'm, I'm also not rereading a ton or really savoring sentences. So, but no, I think like you said too, it's the accessibility is the the recommendation I think probably yeah. the strongest but yeah it's good too I, I forget too because of our shared interests or I don't know history or whatever I forget that you as a genre of fiction didn't really read a ton of this it's of course I didn't. it's of course hilarious to get to hear such things from like a Jane Austen scholar of sorts to be like <laughs> no the fantasy is intimidating <laughs> Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's funny, but kind of excellent. All right, our scripted <laughs> pitches. Should we end with our quotes then, Amanda? We we always end book recommendations with a quote for clarification. This is just what it sounds like. We're each going to read a quote from the book that we think represents something about you know the style, the writing, the story, and we've each prepared one or selected one. Yeah, I'll go let's first. Do it. I'm going to keep putting myself on the front burner again. That's do the it. the new tradition. This is a description, this is just from an early chapter on page 34 called The Drowned Halls. Um, These, oh, we should have mentioned too that the book is presented as Piranesi's journal that he's writing and updating, so when he... The Drowned Halls is the title of his like journal entry. That's not at all the spoiler. That's like the whole crux of the book. <laughs> so anyway, um, he says, East of the first vestibule, the house is derelict. Masonry and statues from the upper halls have fallen through broken floors into the middle and lower halls, blocking doorways. There's an area covering perhaps as many as 40 or 50 halls where the tides cannot penetrate. Over time, the seawater has drained away these, and these halls have filled up with rain, making dark, still, freshwater lakes. Their windows are half-submerged in water, Are blocked by masonry, making them dim and shadowy. Cut off from the tides, they are unusually silent. These are the drowned halls. And then later he says about them they contain giant statues of men with curly heads and beards that strain and struggle and out of the confines of the walls, extending their upper bodies over the dark waters. There's one in particular who leans out so far that his broad, muscular back forms an almost horizontal platform half a meter or so above the level of the water, making an excellent place from which to fish. Night fishing is best when the fish are drawn to play in spots of bright moonlight and are easy to see. Um, So a bit of a longer one. I guess I don't normally do the the two-paragraph ones, but anyway, a worthy book, worthy long quote. Mm -hmm. Uh, A few things. So very scientific. I hope we mentioned that earlier. I know you brought it up explicitly. But Piranesi, his goal a lot of the time is to categorize things and understand them. He wants to know about the world he lives in. But I also wanted to pull it just because of the setting atmosphere kind of mood setting you alluded to it's just little delicate little descriptions it's these mm-hmm. haunted areas this you know derelict ruined spot the way it creates these dark you know pools and this ominous area it also shows of course Piranesi's resourcefulness and his kind of he's almost like charmingly optimistic about some things and it's just like well you know i can fish there and i'll go on well, that statue's back there's also of course some nice personification with the statue there just creating some kind of again it's just setting its atmosphere it's creating a really compelling setting out of just kind of nothing which is one of the achievements it does early on so yeah a bit of character work bit of setting and i think i I hoped to pick one that had a bit of touch of mood to it yeah i I think that you chose
1: um an excellent one for atmosphere like the the water the descriptions of the water there it's like it's beautiful, but also like kind of haunting. But then the statues—the description of the statues—makes it almost grotesque in yeah, a way. There's and, some horror and it, to it, exactly. And that's that's what the halls are. That's what the house is. Is like it's it's beautiful, but also grotesque. And I, I think that's yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and he does his best. <laughs> and Pierre Nessie
0: sees a little bit of everything in, in that, too. I, I think right. on the whole, I know you said naive, and I think I said, I forgot how I said it. <laughs> but that's, um yeah, that is the big part of his character. Anyway, I'm going to keep yeah. stepping back from the line. Stepping up, stepping back. <laughs> and how about for your quote, Amanda? What do you got? Um,
1: mine is from page 27. About the middle of the first month, a wind came up from the south. It blew for days without ceasing. And though I tried hard not to complain about it, I found it something of a trial. It blew stinging snow into the halls. It blew on me at night in my bed in the third northern hall. It howled in the vestibules, catching up handfuls of loose snow and making them into little ghosts. So I also chose that for, like, mood and, like, to show that... Like he does the best that he can and it also shows a little bit, um about his character. He doesn't he doesn't want to complain, he makes do with what he has, right? He's a survivor. Yeah. Um but it's also that idea of like you use the word haunting and here it's like he he describes it as little ghosts, like it's he is very much like haunted, um by something, it feels like, um in, in each of the descriptions of the house. Mm.
0: I, I was gonna point out that too, you. you nailed that with the ghost part, but there's Here's a tease at the mystery, very, very slight tease, but you'll notice that he has concepts of things that aren't in the halls, sort of, <laughs> that he, mm-hmm. there are these concepts or general vague notions that that's another kind of accomplishment in the first part, especially it's throughout, but especially in the first part, but just that it's so brilliant at sort of blending worlds you don't know where you are where he is but even though he's content there and he's studying things and he kind of gets it kind of doesn't and yeah there's just this hazy eerie it's lightly eerie though but there's this hazy eerie mood and he's just kind of the pure thing that cuts through it in a way yeah it's a it's such a cool combo it's yeah the the combination of place and character in this book is like pretty pretty unique pretty special it really is so yeah. yeah really perfectly executed great quotes both Uh, and i picked a long one you picked a short one as always we balance you know we're balancing each other out (laughs) (laughs) any other thoughts on piranesi we've praised it quite thoroughly and roundly so i can't imagine what else at least i don't think i have anything else to say other than this is a must read for for all all of our listeners i suppose i think so yeah i agree yeah, I don't know who would dislike it, but I think also that if you check some reviews of it from other sources and write-ups and everything, publications, there it came out during COVID and I think a lot of people responded to the isolation of the book because of COVID and the isolations and lockdowns. So, I I'm not sure if I read it quite with that connection. We're also, you know, tail end of that time period, so to speak. So, but I it, there is a loneliness isolation, you know, castaway connection there. So, that's that's a valid way to approach it I think too came up a lot in the reviews okay well we hope you persuaded you if we couldn't do it on this one amanda then then we failed for real yeah. <laughs> this is a excellent <laughs> what are we even doing yeah everyone should read this <laughs> so whoever's out there listening yeah give this one a read uh it's excellent um but if we didn't persuade you though we'll do better next time we'll try with the next book amanda will tell you about our books we have coming up in order because we always pick three ahead so what do we got amanda Uh, Next up, we have 84 Charing Cross Road by Helen Hanf, and um, that's a
1: collection of letters. Yeah, letters. About a love of books. Um, Then we have The Intuitionist by Colson Whitehead, a writer that we both have enjoyed in the past. Yeah, first book of his.
0: We've had good luck with first published works, too. So fingers crossed. Maybe good, maybe not. Who knows? But good writer. We hope so. Yeah. Um,
1: and then we have In Cold Blood by Truman Capote which you might a have classic. read in high school.
0: <laughs> yeah, big time classic. I've never read it though, so I haven't either so. Oh, fascinating. Okay, cool. Then yeah, I've actually it's funny teaching some AP lang kids. I've definitely read parts of it cuz it commonly comes up. It's like a yeah. I think it's like a favorite text for the AP curricula just because it's yeah, it's like stylistically interesting and um, he's like a yeah, pretty acclaimed writer. So I'm curious about it for sure. I'm, I want to want to dig in. Those are our next book picks. Some exciting ones coming up and um, some shorties too. 84 train Road. Anyway, um, thanks for listening again, listeners all the way through. We appreciate that. You can find us again on social media at the lightly literary podcast, which is all one word. That's Facebook and Instagram. So check us out there. Also, if you could rate and review the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to this, we're up on just about every major platform. It helps a ton, helps boost the traffic, get recommendations, all the good stuff. So as ever, we appreciate that. And until next time, we'll see you between the pages.